I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we tend to keep things bottled up, we throw them under the rug, and We just keep forgetting about it, pushing it away, ignoring it until it just gets in our face. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to take those things that you've been putting away and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. I personally used to always bottle things up and ignore them and tell myself I was okay. And I got really tired of doing that until I started to go to therapy regularly. Therapy is a place where you can gain positive coping skills, learn how to set boundaries, empower yourself to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have who have experienced major trauma. I personally haven't experienced major trauma and I'm an active user of therapy. Therapy has honestly changed my life and if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're capable and able to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Alana to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Alana. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi. 
Hello, good morning, angels. Welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny, and I'm so excited for today's episode. I have Rebecca Lee, Rebecca Lee Health on Instagram, and I believe on TikTok, that's also her handle. Um, she's going to be coming on to the pod today to talk about all things career, gut health, holistic nutrition, and balancing your hormones naturally. She recently got her IUD out and her experience and journey with that and what led her to that. But until then, let's get into our weekly intention. So if you've been keeping up with me, I actually, I don't think I posted this anywhere yet. So at least like I posted on LinkedIn, but not on my social media, but I basically got my own internship. And I'm going to have new hours. I'm going to be working at that internship from Tuesday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It will be remote. And then I'm still going to be working at Lululemon on weekends. So my availability for Lulu is now Saturday through to Monday. And so I'll be doing that. And then I'm also, guys, I'm actually, this this is going to be a little insane. But I'm doing two courses. One is accelerated. So it's only for the month of May until like June 15th. And then the other one is all summer. It starts May 4th and then it goes to the beginning of August. And that one I'm pretty sure is just like a semester long group project, like working with a business. It's my last marketing course. So I'm going to be balancing two jobs, two courses for a month um, and all my social media stuff. But, you know, it's okay. But my morning and night routines are what keeps me going strong and what sets me up for my day for my night routine so I can get a good sleep and then my morning routine just puts me in the right headspace and takes care of my health and wellness and everything so my weekly intention I'm only starting work on Thursday so I have Monday to Wednesday to kind of like plan and get situated and whatnot but is to plan my morning and night routines with my new work hours and figuring out what works best for me. That is my goal and that's my weekly intention and it will probably be my intention for the next few weeks until I figure out something that works best for me. But that leads me in to my tip of the week and it's to think ahead and set yourself up for success. I always say think of your future self. So thinking ahead and setting yourself up for success and for me that's finding and figuring out a new morning and night routine, like when I'm going to wake up, when I'm going to go to bed, what I'm going to do before work, after work, etc., really allows you to show up as your highest self and allows you to start putting those good habits and those activities and those processes and day-to-day activities that you're doing that allow you to show up as your highest self and what you believe your highest self would be doing every day. So really think ahead and set yourself up for success. Don't leave those things for the last minute. Don't just think it's going to like figure itself out later. Really think ahead and plan as much as you can, but don't over plan because again, life is life. It's real. It's not always predictable. It's not always going to be the same, but I just think it's important to think ahead to set yourself up for success and to really think of your future self. On to Lanny Listens, I'm going to answer one question because we do kind of touch on it a bit in today's episode, but how did you go about finding your first adult job? Adult in quotations. So I'm going to be doing my one of my first like big girl jobs, I guess you could say. Um, I'm really excited for it. I'm going to be, my title is social media manager, but really because it is a small company, I'm going to be working at a marketing agency that I actually have worked with as 
an influencer before. So I'm going to get a lot of hands-on in a lot of different areas, which will be a lot of fun. How to go about finding your first adult job. I think it's really important to have a strong resume. Um, For me, I have what you call a creative resume because I am in a more creative field. So I designed mine on Canva, but really curating each resume with each job you apply for to have the examples of work experiences that would be relevant to that job. You wouldn't have your experience working as a sales associate at Bath and Body Works if you are applying for like a medical position. You're probably going to have all your placements and your internships and all the experience you have in that realm of things. So I don't keep all my experiences on my resume. I probably have around four to five. And it's also only one page. It's a little brief It's a little brief introduction to who you are and what you're going to be able to bring to the table and what past experiences and skills you have. So you really want to make sure you have that resume. You also want to make sure you have a cover letter and don't just have this like mass produced cover letter. For each job you apply, you really want to change it up and input those keywords that you see on their job description, what they're looking for, and that will really help put you front of mind and boost you up, especially if there is an algorithm going through all the applications. I think networking and connections are key. That's how I got my internship and it's how I got multiple interviews for different roles. But I think it's really important to leverage that network, whether it be through people you've met through school, through networking events there, or it be friends of like your parents or friends of a friend or coworkers' friends, co- people coworkers know and they can introduce you or reaching out on LinkedIn and sending a message being like, hi, I'm Alana. I'm go finishing up my degree at Ryerson University in marketing. I love XYZ values about your company. It really stands close to heart with me. I would love to know if there's an opportunity for an internship, paid or unpaid. I'm looking forward to hearing back to you from you. So you can either send that directly to that person or you can even go and email the company that you see yourself working for, their HR um, or hiring or careers, et cetera, email or form and do something wrong along those lines. And then also, of course, look out for job postings on LinkedIn, Indeed, sites like that. Um, and then I also think reaching out to people in the jobs that you do think you would want um, that are within five years of graduating out of school, reaching out to them and connecting with them, chatting to them about their jobs And yeah, but I don't want to go too much into this. I actually do want to do like a whole episode on this and we do touch a bit on it with Rebecca. So I don't want to go too deep into it. But now on to my current phase, you know, it's one of my favorite segments. My first one, which you probably already know, especially if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, but it is currently eggs and avocado toast, specifically avocado toast with honey, red chili flakes, obviously, but the new addition is arugula. I've gotten back into arugula and it's so delicious on top of the avocado toast. You could even do um, microgreen like sprouts on top. That would be delicious, but I've just been loving this. I've been having it for either breakfast or lunch. Really delicious. My second current fave, which is probably going to have to change with my new work schedule, but it's waking up early, but not super early. So Waking up at around like 7, 7.30 opposed to like 6, 6.30. 
I don't know. I'm just like slowly waking up earlier and earlier. I was letting myself sleep until like 8.38 um, when I was sick with COVID and like for the past few weeks afterwards. And this week, I just kept finding myself waking up naturally around between like 7 and 8. And so I decided to roll with it. And you know what? I've actually been loving it. But guys, I'm so excited to have Rebecca Lee onto the podcast. And let's bring Rebecca on. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Rebecca. I'm so happy to have you on Morning Ray. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting. Of course. So for the listeners, in case they don't know you, who are you? Where are you from? And what is your zodiac sign? Oh, I'm an astrology lover, so this is great. (laughs) Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Rebecca. I'm 23 years old, and I'm from Chicago, but I just moved to L.A., I'm currently sitting in the closet of my new apartment, so <laughs> this is fun. My zodiac sign, I'm a Sagittarius. Ooh, I get along with you guys. I tend What's to be yours? into Sagittarius men. Um, <laughs> I'm a Leo. Oh, it's the fire signs. We have that connection. Yes, yes. We're spicy together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you have a following on social media, both on TikTok and Instagram. What led you to start your platform and what would you say is like the core like message you were trying to get across with it? Yeah, so I actually started on TikTok during the pandemic. So when the pandemic hit in like March or April, I was just honestly really bored at home and I was like a second semester senior in college taking one class. So I was like, you know what? I might as well just start posting on this new app, TikTok, like my healthy recipes and just like fun health and wellness, like tips and stuff that I had literally just out of pure boredom. So mm-hmm. I started my TikTok in about like April, I would say. And it wasn't until there were all those like rumors about TikTok getting banned that I started my health Instagram So like sometime in the summer, I think like, I don't know, June, July-ish. So then I started my health Instagram then. And I started seeing like how much I could actually help young women because I was promoting healthy eating and healthy living, but in a really like balanced and sustainable way without any diet culture promoting. So Mm -hmm. once I started seeing that I could show this like middle ground of being your healthiest, happiest self, but like in the best way, balanced, non-restrictive way possible. um, That's kind of where I found I really love to post and share things. Wow. I really love that. I had a feeling you started on TikTok, but I wasn't sure. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people who got into the health and wellness space this past year and who grew pretty quickly started on TikTok and then translated over to Instagram, which is, like, still so, like, amazing and, like, incredible and, like, fascinating to me because I know, like, I started on Instagram. I know TikTok wasn't a thing, but, like, now it's, like, the other way around. You're a holistic nutrition coach. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, holistic nutritionist, coach, whatever. (laughs) Same thing. How did you get into that, and where did you do your studying for that and all of that? Yeah, so that kind of went hand in hand with the free time that I had during quarantine as well. Um, I've always been really interested in like nutrition and holistic health and healing. 
So with the extra time, I was like, you know, I might as well do this online certification. I got mine through AFPA to become a holistic nutritionist. And same thing with my TikTok, like everything I did was just kind of on a whim and like just because I was bored and wanted to learn more and do things, um, I would have never guessed where I'd be today. But um, so I did that certification online and it was really, really awesome. I'm so glad and grateful that I had like the time and the opportunity to do it. Do you practice now? Like, do you have clients? Are you utilizing that certification besides creating content for social media? Tell me a little more about that. Yeah. So I have taken some clients in the past, in these past few months. Um, I've currently put that on hold just because I'm getting a little overwhelmed with working a full-time job and clients and social media. Um, but I really, really love taking clients and like helping people one-on-one. I'm just like in the works right now of like revamping an eight-week program, um, which I will be announcing soon, which will be really good. But yeah, taking clients has been really awesome. I just need more time to do it. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned you have a full-time job. What is it and what do you do in university or as you Americans like to call it college? It's <laughs> different here. What did you study and what is your career now full-time? Yeah, so I went to the University of Michigan and I was a business degree, business major. So I went into consulting straight out of college and that's what I've been doing this past year, which has been good. But like I said, I've had a lot on my plate lately, which I'm very grateful for, but I'm like navigating the whole world and balancing everything. Is that job in California or where is it based? Like, are you working remotely? Working remotely, yeah. Okay. And what was that transition into like post-grad life? Like I'm approaching that. A lot of the listeners are approaching that time where they're approaching graduation or going into their final year of studies. So what has that been like for you? I know it's a little different because of the pandemic, but what has that transition been like? Because I know like a lot of people feel they lose like their identity their identity is so ingrained and like their degree at school and like their friendship circles and everything so what has that process been like for you yeah honestly really good question because post-grad life I have to say has been really weird and I think the first year out of post-grad is just kind of a weird time for everyone because your whole life you are given a path and you go to school, and you get good grades, and you go to college, and then you get the job. And then once you are put out, quote, unquote, into the real world, you are kind of being forced to make these decisions that you've never had to really make before of like, Mm -hmm. where, what do I want to do for work? Where do I want to live? Who do I want to be? Who do I want to surround myself with? Like, all of these questions that you've really never had to tackle in the past because it was kind of just given to you, um, Mm -hmm. like this path. So I would say that it's a weird year, but also a very great year to really dive deep into self-exploration and like get to know yourself in a new way and try new things and meet new people. And that's just part of it. And like, you're not going to have everything figured out right after, or, you know, there's this whole misconception that people have their shit together and know exactly what they're going to do um no you're still like 22 23 years old like (laughs) we still have time to figure it out so just giving yourself that grace and 
um, you know, really diving deep into that self-exploration, I think is the best thing you could do. Yeah, for sure. And do you have any tips for the job hunting process, like knowing what sort of job titles you want to look for or figuring out like what works best for you or kind of having an idea? Because I know for me right now, I'm looking at job titles and like, I have no idea. Like I know I'm like into marketing and I'm into like health and wellness and I'm into social media, but like all these job titles, like there's like marketing associate and consultant and all these different things like how did you navigate that and figure out what jobs to apply for that you think would be best suited for what you want yeah no that's a great question Um, my biggest piece of advice would be to reach out to people at that company who are working in the role that you might be interested in and really asking them what they do like on a day-to-day basis and diving deeper into like those day-to-day tasks and seeing if that's something you can envision yourself doing because it is really confusing like seeing these roles and titles you're like okay great I don't know what that means though (laughs) Um, so talking to as many people as you can who are working at that company and like just really getting to know what they do I think is really helpful yeah that's what I've been doing now and I've gotten that advice from multiple people both close friends colleagues that I've had in the past and like my followers when I put question boxes on my stories and me freaking out about postgrad scaries. So that's really good. That's a really good piece of advice. How long did the job hunt process look like for you? I know for some people, they find a job pretty quickly. Some people have a job before they graduate. Some people it takes a bit longer. How long would you say yours was about? Yeah, it's really dependent on the industry and your degree. For me, I actually had an internship at the company my junior year of after my junior year of college. So I recruited in like the fall of my junior year for like three or four months, I would say like that whole semester was kind of taken up with recruiting. And then I got a return offer after my internship. So I had a job already set for me after my senior year. Did you have to interview again for that, inter- like from the internship into like the full-time role or was it more just like an offer? Uh, no, it was just an offer. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm looking at internship programs now. And then I was like having coffee dates and stuff with the people that work there. Um, and then they were discussing the process of like going into like a full-time role afterwards. So I was just curious how that worked. Um, Moving in back into like some of like the nutrition stuff, you talk a lot about how you fixed your gut health and that whole journey of fixing it on your social media platforms. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about that process and that journey, how it started, what you did to fix it, what you're doing now, any tips for someone who might be struggling with their gut health or feel they might be? Yeah, so my gut health journey is definitely a very interesting and long (laughs) journey. It started when I was in high school, like my junior or probably senior year of high school. Um, I'm not 100% sure where the flare up kind of came from, but I started struggling with like bloating and really bad digestive issues and just overall not feeling great, sluggish, like just overall horrible gut issues and my stomach hurt like every single day, no matter what I ate. I do think at the time I was struggling a little bit with some disordered eating and 
I think having that extra like stress and anxiety around everything I was eating definitely did not help my gut health issues because I remember going to doctors and they were like, nothing's wrong with you, quote unquote, Um, you know, try lowering your stress levels. And at the time I was like, I'm not really stressed about anything. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. But now looking back, I'm like, whoa, I put so much stress on my body because I was worried and stressed out about every single thing that I ate. Like I was tracking all my calories and Mm -hmm. macros and stuff like that. So moving on from that, when I went to college, I think it was a lot easier to let go of that control and that stress around everything I ate because you kind of had to, like I was living in a dorm Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But it really sparked my interest into all things kind of like holistic and natural healing um, because, quote unquote, nothing was wrong with me and doctors couldn't really help me from a Western medicine standpoint. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started learning about like traditional Chinese medicine and how to eat for your gut health and little tips and tricks that really helped like drinking warm liquids instead of ice cold or not drinking a lot of water during your meals and um, really paying attention to my body and figuring out like which foods made me feel really bloated and which foods made me feel good. Um, And that's the biggest thing when it comes to a gut health journey is that like, it's not going to be a quick fix, especially if you're coming from a place with, you know, of poor gut health. Um, It's going to take time and it's going to be kind of like an ever long journey. Like your gut health is just like your regular health and it's going to be something that you kind of have to support the rest of your life. Um, But really finding out like what foods worked well for me, those little tips and tricks that really helped decreasing my stress, fixing my relationship with food. um, I think those were some of the biggest ones. Mm -hmm. Do you think you ever maybe had like IBS or anything? Or do you really think like the disordered eating and the stress and being like accustomed to diet culture and falling into like calorie counting and macro tracking was what was really like the start of like those symptoms they mentioned IBS to me back in the day but to be honest like IBS is is just something like a label that they put on you if Mm -hmm. they don't really know what it is (laughs) um so I, I never like attached myself to the label of it because I'm like 
okay, there was nothing you could do. Like they were like, you have IBS, there's nothing you can do, nothing we can do. So I took matters into my own hands and started researching gut health, like from night until day of like, okay, how can I fix this on my own? And I did. And I'm at a point today where like, my stomach issues are practically non-existent. Um, I do think I was actually saying this to my roommate the other day that like, if I was eating gluten and dairy and like all of these foods that I know weren't good for my body, uh, yeah, I probably would have worse gut health issues today, but I've really figured out like, okay, gluten makes me feel horrible. Like I'm intolerant. So not eating that anymore. Things like that, that I think has helped me sustain to where I am today. Have you had any flare-ups since quote unquote fixing your gut? Um, And if you have, how do you go about dealing with them or helping um, mitigate or navigate dealing with those episodes? I like to call them episodes whenever I have like a flare up. Have you experienced that? And what would you do if it does? Yeah, um, I definitely have. Obviously, it's not always going to be a 100% linear perfect journey, Mm -hmm. especially if I eat something that like I know would cause a flare up like a lot of dairy or gluten, etc. Or if I'm like really stressed, like when I'm really stressed or anxious, Mm -hmm. I definitely can have a flare up. When that happens, I like to make sure that I'm eating pretty simple foods and drinking a lot of tea, especially like ginger tea and really like gut soothing teas like peppermint, dandelion. And I also try to make sure like my stress is really low, I'm getting some light movement in, getting enough sleep, things like that. Like it's a really just like holistic picture of like what's going on in your life. (laughs) So making Mm -hmm. sure that that's in check and just being like kind to myself is I think is also really important. Like if I'm super bloated or something, like not beating myself up about it because I know it's temporary and that's like just like a natural function that's going to happen on my body sometimes. So giving myself time, grace, lots of tea, simple foods, maybe supplementing with things like probiotics fermented food, bone broth can really help, little things like that. Do you have a favorite probiotic that you take regularly that maybe you could recommend to the listeners? Yeah, I really, I like a few brands and I still kind of want to try some more. Um, Megafood is a brand that I've used for a while and I found that's really helped. BioK Plus is a brand that I've used in the past that's like Um, they have like fermented dairy and soy like liquid things so you can kind of just like take Mm -hmm. a shot of it which I think helps Um, probiotics is something definitely that you don't like need every day it can be helpful if you if you are having like a flare-up or if you want to like start populating your gut with good bacteria but I wouldn't say it's like like you don't I don't take it every day anymore like I only take it when I need to I've started to cycle in and out of using probiotics and I learned this from, I don't know if you follow Noam, like Noam R Wellness Mm -hmm. on Instagram. So I will take like say a bottle. I I have seed, but like I don't always have it. It is really pricey, Mm -hmm. um, especially to Canada, like with the conversion. So it's definitely like a luxury um, symbiotic, which is a pre and probiotic. But say like I have like a bottle of seed, I will take it until it's empty and then I will take a break and let my gut just yes. populate its own um probiotics and bacteria and gut bacteria and everything on its own um and then 
when I if I feel like it, then I'll maybe reintroduce either the same one or a different one. I think it's really important based on my own personal research to switch it up because yes. different brands have different strains. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about mega food. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. I know like a lot of um, holistic nutritionists that are based in Canada always promote that one. And then there's also another one. Um, it's like Genistra, like it's like IH something. I've also seen that one's good. I can picture it, but I don't remember what it's yeah. called. But yes. No, that's really important. Like you definitely don't want to be taking probiotics like 24 seven because you need to give your gut like a break to like populate on its own too. Yeah. Your body knows what it's doing. Like again, supplements, I feel like there's this misconception in the health and wellness um, space on social media um, that you have to have all these supplements, especially like right now with like on TikTok, like chlorophyll, that whole dilemma. Like you don't need to be spending tons and tons of money on these supplements in order to be quote unquote healthy or be your healthiest or to live a healthy and active lifestyle or to be a part of these communities. And I think a lot of people forget that at the end of the day, it's a supplement. It's supposed to supplement your life, like add to it. Yes. And that can make a really big like socioeconomic divide. Like not everyone can afford that. And I think it's important that people like us remind our communities and those who follow us that you don't need all these fancy products in order to access and live a healthy and active lifestyle. Yes, I agree 100%. And I I say that a lot because I even get asked a lot of questions about like protein powders and these different powders. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like I don't really use them that much. Like if you're right, if I need to supplement with something, then maybe once in a while, but I've never been a big advocate of those things, to be honest. I used to be. And I've been working with Be well with Kayla, Kayla Pompino. I think that's how you say your last name. I'm so bad with last names. And I've actually haven't had protein powder in like months. Like I had it once the other day and I actually didn't really like it as much as I used to. And I used to be a huge promoter. So it's so possible to get access to all like the nutrients you need from food. No, not, I'm not going to say no matter where you live. I do believe that sometimes food is inaccessible, like healthy foods in certain mm-hmm. geographic areas, but you don't need all the fancy supplements. So I know on your Instagram stories, I'm not sure about on TikTok because I don't really scroll on TikTok, even though I post on TikTok, um, but I scroll on Instagram a lot and I saw that you had your IUD removed and I currently have an IUD. Before I got it in, I was even considering coming off of birth control like entirely because I was on the pill from grade nine until third year university. So my junior year, a really long time. And then I switched to an IUD. I have Kylina, but you recently removed yours and you're on a journey now of balancing your hormones and managing all of that. Tell us a little bit about that because I know a lot of the listeners are very interested in hormone health and balancing it in a natural way without birth control, without like hormonal birth control. Yeah, no, definitely has been a journey. And I'm so, so glad that I got my IUD out. Honestly, I'm already feeling so much better. And it's only been a few weeks. Um, But anyways, let me backtrack a little bit. I was also on the pill starting at a very young age, like when I was 15 or 16, until I was about 20 or 21 years old. So about, I don't know, four or five years. And I started noticing really bad mental side effects from the pill mm-hmm. towards the end of it. And 
I just realized immediately that like I needed to get off of it because I wasn't feeling like myself. I was super anxious. I was moody. Like I would snap back at people. Mm-hmm. I was just like crying more often. I don't know. It was just really, really That weird. was me. Yeah. So I got off the pill and it was for like almost a whole year. I don't even remember why I waited this long, but I just remember for a whole year after that, I didn't have any hormonal birth control. And it was like the best I've ever felt in my entire life, like mentally, emotionally, I felt so good. I worked with a naturopath doctor to help get my hormones back in shape because they were extremely low after I got the pill, like dangerously low. Um, So I worked on that and I remember just feeling so good, but there was a point where I needed to, not needed, but wanted to get back on some hormonal birth control. So I figured maybe I'll give the IUD a shot, the hormonal IUD. I got the Skyla and I got it in when I was about like 22. So like last year and starting about a few months ago, I started to feel those mental side effects that I did from the pill. Like it was the same kind of feelings and my gut instincts and my intuition was telling me like, you need to get the IUD out. Like this is the exact same way you felt on birth control. Like it's, it's not good for you. So I really just followed that intuition and, you know, not feeling like myself and was really, really horrible. So I got it out a few weeks ago. And like I said, I've already been feeling so much better. And now I'm on a journey to getting my hormones back in balance. Um, I'm doing quite a few things for that. I'm making sure that I'm eating enough, um, making sure my my meals are really balanced with carbs, fats, and protein because you want to keep your blood sugar levels really stable. Um, not Mm -hmm. drinking coffee on an empty stomach and first thing in the morning has also really helped me because I'm not spiking my cortisol levels as soon as I wake up. So eating breakfast before limiting stress, low impact exercise, all of these little things that really add up, um, for my hormones. But the main thing I want to get across with just hormonal birth control in general, and I'm not advocating for anyone to, <laughs> you know, get off mm-hmm. their hormone birth control. Everyone has their own responsibilities and what they can handle. So always talk to your doctor. But I just personally wish that someone had told me when I was younger that this could happen. Like that even just was a possibility that you could feel depressed, anxious, moody, unhappy, low energy low libido, like all of these things so that I could have been more aware of it in the first Mm -hmm. place um, so that I could be more informed to make that my decision myself because no one told me that. And I think it's just important to like raise this awareness that this could happen if you're on hormonal birth control. Yeah, I feel like doctors not like to like this is like a very broad generalization um, and this is just like my experience and I know I've spoken to a lot of girls and this is their experience as well, but doctors kind of prescribe birth control, whether it be the pill or an IUD, as kind of a band-aid approach to fixing whatever they're experiencing with their period, which is clearly a hormonal imbalance, whether it be painful, heavy, irregular periods, which was what I was struggling with and which is why I originally went on birth control or if they have PCOS, or they're not getting a period regularly at all. Sometimes girls are put on birth control to regulate it, which like was also another reason why I was put on it originally. But there's so many other options that I feel that like the Western medicine doctors look at and 
unfortunately, not everyone has access to a naturopath or a homeopathic doctor who is going to be able to help them balance their hormones naturally without taking a hormone medicine, which is essentially what birth control is. You're putting hormones into your body, um, synthetic hormones. So I think it's really great that you're bringing awareness to it. I one day want to come take my IUD out. I'm kind of petrified because my period was so unlike, I don't know. It was just terrible. Like my periods were so heavy, so painful. Like I was taking naproxen as a pain med from grade seven till grade nine. And near the end, my body had gotten so used to taking it so often every single month that it didn't work anymore. Nothing worked. Now with my IUD, like I don't even get a period. Like Yes, like I kind of love it kind because of I don't have to worry. Yeah, right? but like what? Like where's yeah. my period? Like why isn't my body like acting normal? And like I don't know, like it's kind of like weird and like you have like this device in you and like I personally prefer my IUD over the pill. Um, yeah. I haven't experienced noticeably any of like the mood swings or feeling low. I do still feel experience like definitely like low libido like I definitely take maca like to help with that (laughs) but like with the birth control pill like I switched I think four times so like I was pretty consistent until grade 12 and then I was consistent with another brand for a year and then I switched four times within a year because I kept having mood swings um, I was having breakthrough bleeding. I was feeling very anxious or low. Um, I would snap at people like you. Like I would literally be with like my friend Ben and like I love Ben, but I would snap at him and I didn't know why. Or I could be in a really good mood and the second I would be with my family, like I would get so pissy and like I just didn't know why and I didn't feel like I was able to control my emotions and I felt like my pill was controlling me, which is why I decided to go for the IUD because I was like told by my doctors that it's like local to like your cervix and whatever. And like, it's not like throughout your bloodstream and it's a lower like hormone level. And like, yes, it is. But I know like I rather one day when I'm mentally prepared to face what my period could be. I don't know yet because I literally went straight from the pill to the IUD um, without it and to manage it naturally. Yeah, exactly. It's really hard. And honestly, it really depends on everyone's circumstance and kind of like, like you said, what you're ready for. Like even for me, like I wasn't quote unquote ready to, to not be on any hormonal birth control in like college. I didn't trust myself enough. Um, (laughs) So now I feel like I'm like, at a place where I can do that and manage it and like I'm more responsible um but same thing with you like if you're going through a lot too like you know it it is a big I wouldn't say big commitment but it is something that you would have to work on to you know get your hormones back in balance and things you'd have to be really aware of like your stress and what you're eating and so and so so that definitely makes sense and you know everyone's situation is totally different and when whenever it's right for you like I'm sure you'll do it Yes. Um, I'm just like thinking like I literally like got it in July. I want to give it at least a year to see how I feel and then I will decide. But it's definitely an experience. And don't be afraid if you're listening to this like to try trusting your body and letting your body do its thing and looking online and like looking out to like holistic 
nutritionists and doctors and people who can help you balance it because it is possible without having birth the birth control pill or an IUD, whether it be a copper or hormonal, it is possible. I think like holistic medicine is like amazing and it's so underrated. Yeah, I just I'm in love with the world of holistic medicine and healing. Honestly, (laughs) it's what's helped me so much over these past few years. Yeah, I'm like definitely one that believes in a little bit of both. Totally. But I'm a huge advocate for holistic nutrition. And like if I were to go and do school all over again, like that's 100% like what I would go into. Yeah. Um, If I don't in the future, because I feel like I might end up going into that at some point in my life. Totally. I mean, we still have so much time, you know. Yes. So we're going to wrap it up. I always like to ask my guests to leave one piece of advice um, for the listeners. If they are to take anything away from the episode, what do you want the listeners to take away? Hmm. Yeah. It can be a quote or anything. It's such a good question. And I feel like something that's just helped me personally lately or something when I look back on my younger self, especially right now with like, the pandemic kind of coming closer to an end, quote unquote, or things opening up and whatever life changes happening would be to honestly not worry as much as I did and to just be so present in this moment. Um, I know it kind of sounds cliche, but everything works out the way it's supposed to. And like when I look back at my younger self, I just remember being so worried about like the future and this and that and like how things are going to turn out and the outcomes. But just staying so present and following your gut intuition has helped me so much just a being a happier person and has lowered like my anxiety and and worrying so much just really really focusing on that and just reminding yourself that everything always works out the way it's supposed to so there's really no need to worry I love that and plug yourself out where can the listeners find you Yes. So I am Rebecca Lee Health on Instagram. Um, Rebecca Lee with two A's on TikTok. And I also have a YouTube that I've been trying to post on more. It's just Rebecca Lee. I love that. And I'll have it all linked. I always say down below. It's not visual. In the show notes. (laughs) I think it's a YouTube thing. I'll have everything linked in the show notes so you guys can find Rebecca. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Of course. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast as that is how you can support us. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.